0: And now on Prophetic Faith. Hello ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excellent Faith Ministries in Tazel, Virginia. And tonight we're going into part two of volume two on preventative faith. As I said for several weeks now, I'm going to say it one more time, faith put in preventative measures is how it was created and designed to function. God meant for us to take faith and use it ahead of time. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Now for many people it's yeah I'll use faith when I'm in trouble or I'll use my faith or I'll get on fire for God and I'll take a stand when the enemy's fighting. Well let me present something to you. Why not do all of that before anything happens? Why not take a stand and get in the Word of God and build your faith up and make up your mind before any attack comes? As I said last week, it's a whole lot better when you are already prepared and ready than when you're entering into battle and you don't know what to do. You don't know uh, how to stand and what, what else that you can do in your life. It's a whole lot better to do that. So in these series, we are learning how to do exactly that, learning how to already be ready and be prepared so that when things do come, you'll be as the house that's built upon the rock. When the storm comes, the same storm came to that house as it did on the house with the sand. But the house that was built on the sand was in ruins. But the Bible says, and you can read it for yourself, the house that was built on the rock was not even shaken. This is the kind of house that you and I want to be. So let's get into this message right now. Preventative Faith, Volume 2, The Armor of God. And I'll see you in just a little bit. Prepared, be on alert. Why? Because the devil is going around trying to seek whom he can destroy and steal from and just wipe out. Now, most people think, oh, he's talking about people that's in the world. No, he's not. Because let me let you in on something. The devil's not going around seeking who he can destroy in the world. He's already got them. Are you hearing me? Oh, I see people in the world, they just look like they have just such an awesome life and this and that. They never have any troubles and care because they've already, he's already got them. You see what I'm saying? So now, who's he talking to? He's talking to the church. Amen. He's talking to Christians. So, what we need to see here today. is that those that aren't sober-minded, sober write this down, are open to multiple, uh, multiple attacks from the enemy. So when you're going around and you're not having a clear perspective on what God has for you, and you're not staying in prayer and staying in the Word and staying ready and, and prepped up, watch this, you are opening yourself up to attacks. Why? Because he's not looking for people who are strong. He's not looking for some people who just came out of a Holy Ghost meeting. No, 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 no. He's not looking for them. He's looking for people that may have been out of church for a while or may have not been praying this week or maybe haven't had time to read their word like they should this week. See, he's going after them because you want to know why? Because the devil only attacks you when you're weak. We know that by Jesus in the temptations. He wasn't attacking Jesus on the first day. Uh uh-uh. He was attacking Jesus when he was at his hungriest. When he was at his thirstiest. When he was at his weakest. That's when the enemy came to him and began to try to tempt him. So you need to see something. So watch this. So if I am not uh, preparing myself and I'm not making sure that I'm staying ready, then I'm going to get, become in a, in a weak state. Because how many knows, like I said last week, you got to feed your body every day you got to feed your spirit every day. Because when you don't feed your spirit man, your spirit man becomes weak. And when your spirit man becomes weak, guess what? Your flesh becomes stronger. And see, there, right there. You're opening yourself up to multiple attacks. Multiple attacks. So he's seeking who, what? To be sober-minded means that you are not, write this down, means that you are not influenced by feelings, circumstances, or emotions. Ooh, that's good. So, what it means right there in the Greek, if you study it out, it means it's, it's someone that is not influenced. You're not moved by uh, feelings or circumstances or emotions. Now, if you watch this, if you are supposedly going about your faith walk, but you are moved by feelings and emotions and what's going on around you, are you really walking by faith? No, you're not. You're not going by faith, and you're not sober-minded. Let me tell you something. Anybody who's believing God for something here today, if you are moved by what you see, you're in big trouble. Because let me tell you something. You are not going to see anything that lines up with what God said. (laughs) Come on. You're not going to feel. Watch this. Sometimes, see, what some people need to understand is that faith is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. Sometimes, watch this, sometimes your faith is working at its strongest. You don't feel a thing. Why? Because feelings have nothing to do with it. Well, praise the Lord, I just feel this and feel that. Well, get out of your feelings. Amen? Get out of your feelings. Get out of your emotions. And get into a place where you're believing God. Amen? Because watch this. The devil is looking for somebody who is not exercising their faith. well praise the Lord like I said last week well praise the Lord I'll exercise my faith I'll work it real good when trouble comes it's too late amen you're not ready you're not prepared and he's going to begin to devour you Ephesians 6 13 Ephesians 6 13 wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day So notice, again, that just backed up with what I said. When did he say, take up the armor? Before that day comes. Amen? Don't hide it in your closet until times of trouble. Put it on. Having done all, to stand. Now, if you read this like most of the church again, what are you going to say? You're going to say it like this. Well, somehow some way we're going to try to stand. But that's not what it's saying. The Greek word here for stand means to put up a mighty resistance against the enemy. Now does that sound weak or feeble? No. When God says for us to stand by putting on our armor, we are putting up a mighty resistance against the enemy. You want to come at me and attack me? That's fine. But you better come with a fight. Amen? Because I'm ready and I'm prepared. I've been strengthening myself in the Lord. I've been, uh, I've been flowing in the power of his might. I've got on my armor and I'm ready to go. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. That's what that means. And it means, watch this, that you will make up your mind... That no matter what attack tries to come at you, you will not give up your covenant rights. How many knows your covenant rights in here this morning? See, if you don't know your covenant rights, you don't know what to fight for. Amen? You don't know what to fight for. But if you know your rights, you're going to fight for your rights. Will will you not? You'll do that in a natural stance. Well, you should surely do that in a spiritual stance. It's your right to be blessed. It's your right to be healthy. It's your right to prosper. It's your right for your household, your entire household, to be serving God. That's your right. And if the enemy's trying to attack in any of those areas, you've got to make up your mind. I am not giving up my rights. Amen? That's what that means to stand. Now, that is not, like I said, that is totally opposite of what the church has said. Oh, you just try to stand. You just hunker down. Watch this. When you do this, the original translation says it like this, and you need to write this down. What does it mean when he tells me to stand, having done all to stand? One who vanquishes his adversaries. I'm going to say it again. One who vanquishes his adversaries and holds his position. Oh, that's a totally different interpretation, isn't it? Well, brother right, what are you doing? Well, I'm standing? Well, bless your heart. I'm going to be praying. No, 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 I'm standing. I am vanquishing all my adversaries, and I'm holding my position. because somebody come in agreement with me in here this morning that you're holding your position. You're holding your position when it comes to your health, when it comes to your finances, you hold- is he attacking? Who cares if he's attacking? The point is, I'm ready and I'm prepared and I'm going to shut down every plan and every scheme that the enemy is doing. Can we put our hands together and give God some praise in here this morning? This is the mindset that I want you to have when you read about your armor. It's not something just so you can take the blows. Uh -uh. It's something that you can shut the enemy down. Glory to God. Ephesians 6.14. Here we go. We're getting right in it. It says, stand therefore. How many times is it going to tell us to stand? Stand therefore, having your loins girt with truth and having on the breastplate of what? Righteousness. Now, the armor, watch this. The armor prevents and so does preventative faith. Now, what's the armor for? It's for us to take the blow. No, no. What's the armor for? The armor is for us to prevent bad things from happening in our life. Well, you just never know what's going to come. No, no, no. God's already prepared me. He's given me His armor, He's given me His protection, though, that if something does try to come, it's not going to affect me. Amen. I remind you again what Jesus said, and I read it last week. He said, He said, the enemy is coming. He has found nothing in me, and he doesn't have any power over me. How many wants to be at that place? That's the place we want to be. And it, watch this. It starts with preventative faith, and it starts by putting on the armor of God. So the armor is designed to prevent. Watch. Everyone's faith must start with truth. Let me say it again. Everyone's faith... Must start with truth. Well, praise the Lord. I just believe that God's like this. And I just believe that God's... I couldn't tell you how many times people come to talk to me and they'll just tell me something they believe God is and they ain't even close. They give me some wacko interpretation of what they think God is. You say, well, how can you say that? Because it ain't even close to lining up with the word. Somebody say amen. How many's ever had that at your job or somebody? People just got their own philosophy on how God is. Why God? I just think that God is just some particles in the universe. I mean, just this crazy stuff that don't even make sense. But you see, their faith is built on something that's not truth. Yours can't be like that, because if it is, when troubles are, are or anything tries to attack you, you're in trouble. Amen. Because while I'm sitting here trying to figure out if God is particles around the earth. When trouble comes, that ain't going to help me, is it? But if I get in the word when it says I'm more than a conqueror, that's going to help me, amen? See, you've got to have your faith built upon truth. So in other words, I must get in the word of God, I must spend time in prayer and and become one with God in my relationship with Him to do what? So that I will know what is truth. Now, here's the point where people are going to tell you, well, the facts, the facts, the facts. Let me tell you something. There's only one truth. Can I tell you that? There's only one truth. No, there's many different truths. There's truths over here. That, no, no, no. There's only one truth. There's a lot of facts. Now, most people watch this. Most people think that facts and truth are one and the same. They're not. Facts are limited revelation. Say that with me. Facts are limited revelation. It used to be a fact. That the earth was flat. Did it not? If you went back several centuries ago, if you'd have said the earth is round, they'd have laughed at you. They would have thought you were just loopy. But facts change, don't they? Why do they what makes them change? Greater revelation. But truth is truth. No matter what revelation you get and what you don't, truth is truth. So you need to understand that we are building our faith not upon facts. Well, the facts is sickness is attacking my body. The facts is I can't pay my bill. The facts is this. The facts is that. That's facts. We're not building our faith on that because facts change. How many knows that when Jesus walked into Jairus' house, his daughter was dead? But when he walked back out of his house, come on, the facts changed. You want to, Oh, come on, somebody, give him some praise. You want to know why the facts changed? Because truth walked in. Oh, my goodness, I better quit or I'm going to start preaching. Facts changed because truth came in the situation. So what do I need, Brother Ryan? You need truth. Well, the, the facts is right now, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bill. Well, the truth is you're already a multimillionaire. Y'all didn't hear me. Well, the facts is they said I've got this wrong and that wrong. My body. But the truth is you were healed 2,000 years ago. Which one are you going to go about? He said, let your loins be girded with truth. Why? Because faith without truth is a disaster. And it's going to fall away. Anybody and the grandma can say, I believe this and believe that with no pressure. No pressure. I can say whatever I want. But, oh, yeah, I believe this and believe that. But let something hit you. And then tell me what you believe. Amen? It's totally different. So faith must be built on truth. Now, Galatians 5, or 1 Thessalonians 5.8. Again, let's go back to that. We found out what is the breastplate of righteousness. It's faith. What is the helmet of salvation? it's what we are looking forward to in the future. Galatians 5 or excuse me 220. It says I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh I live by what? The faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now go back to 1 Thessalonians 5:8. You see this right here? Watch. It says the breastplate of faith and love. There is a, there's a scripture in Galatians. It says faith which works by love. Now, I want you to get that. You need to understand this. Faith works by love. Amen? The Bible says God is love, but the Bible also says that God is truth. Amen? So he's both of those. So my faith is working by love and truth. It's guarding me. It's protecting me. It's keeping me in a prepared state. So watch this. So now it says, The faith that I live by, I live by the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm saying all that to say this right here. Write this down. If the enemy can get you to question God's love, you're unprotected. I'm going to say it again. If the enemy can get you to question God's love, how does he do that? Through things that come in your life what's the first thing that you begin to question god do you love me is that not it do you not care when the storm came and the boat was rocking and the waves were coming in what did the disciples say do you not care that we perish and see watch this that is a clear sign to you that you're unprepared and you're not protected Why? Because I read in Romans that it said nothing can separate me from the love of God. Is that not what it says? It said nothing can separate me from the... Well, what if this is happening? What if this is coming in your life? Does that mean that God doesn't care and He doesn't love you? No, 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 no. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. So now that I've got that point, then I know that, watch this, I need to do something about this that's coming in my life. Do you know how many people that are battling sickness and disease today that think that it's God's will for them? I'm not talking about in the world. I'm talking about in the church. Do you realize that? Well, they say, well, you know, God might be teaching me something or just whatever's going to glorify God, whatever he wants to do. Come on. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And see, it lets you know. See, they're questioning God's love. See, when you know God's love, you know that it's not God's will for you to be sick. He said, I come to give you health. Amen? So I need to make a stand against this. But if you're questioning God's love, you're thinking, well, does God want me to go through this or does he not? You see what I'm saying? So let me say this one more time. If if the enemy can get you to question God's love, you're unprotected. Because the only protection you got is the love of God. If you can sum up the whole armor of God, it's the love of God. Because I have the faith of the Son of God working in me, because He what loved me and gave Himself for me. So this faith that I'm working in, that is keeping me in a preventative state, it's only working by love and truth. Amen. Somebody say love and truth. Ephesians six fifteen. Read this right here. It says, "And let your feet be shodded, or let them be put into what." Shoes that are the uh, preparation of the gospel of peace. Here's the amplified version. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Is it going to pop up? Okay, it's not going to pop up. All right. Now, so what did it say right there? Our feet is to be planted what? In the word. Somebody say in the word. As we learn in the Greek, and we'll learn just in a minute in the Amplified Version, how to stay in a ready state. Now, by our foundation being built on the Word of God. Your foundation must be built on the Word of God. So watch this. It's very simple. Say, I'm not battling. Amen. Now, I want to point something out to you on uh, Ephesians 6. It says, above all, taking what? The shield of faith. Why are you preaching faith all the time? Why are you so much, such a big deal on faith? Because he told me above everything else, to walk a victorious life, he said, do this. He said, take up the shield of faith. What does a shield do? A shield takes the blows so you don't have to. Think about what I just said right now. The shield, a sh- when, when, a, when a soldier uses a shield or some type of armor, it is designed to take the blow of any weapon that's sent towards that soldier instead of the soldier himself taking the blows. You see, when you and I live by faith and we stay ready in faith and we use faith as a preventative measure, we are using faith as a shield exactly like the Word of God tells us to do. When that happens, yeah, the enemy tries to attack, he tries to do all these things, but guess what? It doesn't affect you. My God, I know so many people tell you, well, you can't go through life and things not affect you. Yes, you can. You can live a victorious life. You can live a life full of victory instead of a life full of trouble. But it comes when you learn how to use faith as it was created to use and be used, and that is by preventative measures. Now, notice what we taught in here tonight. Will the will Satan try to come and test the word of God that he that God has given you? Yes, that's his job. The Bible says that persecution comes for the word's sake. Well, what do you and I do? once we receive that way, that rhema word from God meaning meaning that word is quick to our spirit meaning when you read it it didn't just brush right past you it grabbed a hold of you man i understand that i grabbed that when that happens this is your job you stand on that word even before any attack comes or anything else we know the enemy's gonna try to test you and contend that word that God has spoke on your life but what do you do? you stand you stand firm you stand strong you stand ready and prepared and guess what when that puny little attack comes guess what it's not even going to affect you but you're going to step on the enemy's head because the Bible says that's where he belongs not on your back but under your feet amen now I thank you so much for watching tonight I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you make up your mind that you're that it's time to stand. In other words, I want you to look around in your life and I want you to say, You know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of going through the same thing. I'm tired of losing battle after battle. I'm tired of being in a battle after battle. I want some peace in my life. I understand. Because you know why? That's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to have a life of nothing but battles. Are there going to be battles? Yes. But with God you're going to win every one of them. So I'm going to pray right now that you make up your mind. You see, everything begins to change in your life when you do something different. So I'm going to pray that you will get that incentive in you to do something different, to do something that you haven't done before. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that's watching right now, Father, that they will make up their mind. You said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When they take a stand and say, enough is enough. I'm tired of going through the same thing over and over and over. Father, I thank you that you are right there to help them in this, to, uh, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to assist them in victory. Because you've got one thing on your mind Father And that is victory And through you You have made us more than conquerors So Lord I just thank you in advance For every situation that you're turning around For every condition That is now beginning to shift In these, these people that's watching In their favor I thank you for it We praise you for it now The God of our victory In Jesus name And everybody said Amen Now you, what do you do now? Exactly as I told you, stand and use faith in preventative measures. Now, if you would like to become a faith partner, please come in contact with this uh, this ministry and we'll be glad to assist you. We want you to partner with us. We want you to help us get this gospel around the world. But not only just uh, assistance in that way, but also praying. Come in contact with us and say, hey, I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying that you're able to, that doors are opening up and you're able to take the gospel further than ever. That is just as much a blessing as your financial giving is or your partnership is. So again, we thank you to our faith partners. We thank everybody that's watched these programs and continue to tell us how they've blessed you and encouraged you. That's why we are here, to build the kingdom of God. So until next time, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia, 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at acceleratefaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at as well.